there are also barriers to this. And, and one of the biggest ones is, let's face it, for some unknown reason, people don't like being killed by robots. And they'd, they'd rather be killed by drugs. Right? They were actually more afraid of possible injuries and accidents that could come from a robot than they would be afraid of it being done by drunks and, and other human negligence. And this is a real thing. There's a, there's a real fear. And so when these vehicles, because they will not be perfect, and it would be a serious mistake to set a standard that demands that they be perfect, that demands that they be as good as elevators, I think that would be a serious mistake because we're looking, as, as I said earlier, outside, at the second most dangerous, so I didn't say this outside, but the second most dangerous consumer product that is allowed to be sold in terms of unintentional deaths. To be more dangerous, you'd have to light it on fire and breathe it into your lungs. That's the most dangerous product. And this is an effort to take that dangerous product and make it safer, make it kill fewer people. And I think that's a grand effort, and I think it's an effort on par with even curing polio, which killed fewer people than cars do today. More people have died in car accidents in the United States than in all the wars in the history of the United States going back to the Revolutionary War. It's astoundingly huge number. And to reduce that number, I think it's a grand goal, and so I think the standard of care here should be to do better than that. But if the standard is care is more like an elevator where perfection is demanded, the technology will never be deployed, or almost never. It'll take a very long time, and a lot of people will die in the meantime. But nonetheless, this is a debate our society is going to have. So there's also some liability issues, and I've written a bunch on that. Brian has as well, and I'd love to get into that in Q&A. Um, the issues of regulators, and then some other big movie fear things. This is a vehicle that a terrorist could put a bomb into and say, drive to Martin's house and blow up. Right? I don't know why they want to kill you, but you were right in front of me. So, um, you know, will we say that uh, even a drive-by wire vehicle is capable of that? So, will people be uh, tell the vehicles, "Oh, we can't have this vehicle come to our building because of that risk"? Uh, will that slow down the technology? And there is the small matter of programming. There's still more to be done, still more to make this happen. And the issue of software recalls. Unlike traditional cars, where they don't upgrade the firmware as you drive, uh, we do have the ability, uh, likely, to be that way in these cars. And because of that, uh, normally with a car today, they find a safety problem, they should send you a letter in the mail saying, please bring your car to the dealership and we'll, we'll fix this problem. Almost no one brings the car to the dealership unless it's really serious, and they have a certain low cost. But if you have something where we could fix the problem by software, and we might want to disable the self-driving until we've done so, that could actually lose public confidence in the technology.